The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such, may not be appropriate for young children, those who are against having taco trucks, or your grandmother. Then again, I've never met your grandmother. She may be more kinky than you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And uh, it's been an eventful two weeks. We are recording this the day before Labor Day. Between labors, yes. Yes, but between labors lost. And thank your local union organizer that you have a Labor Day. And if you don't have a, a union organizer or a union rep at your job, well, I hope you're salaried in management. Um, I'm salaried. <laughs> they call me management. It's not. Yeah, no. I'm. I'll be laboring on Labor Day because I am not union. <laughs> I'm hourly. I've got a regular office job, and yeah, for the first time in a long, long time, I have Labor Day off. Cool. Because, I mean, my bosses are well-meaning, but you know, good intentions. We all know that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they yes. meant well. <laughs> Yeah. How many atrocities have been that has been said about <laughs> throughout history? All right. So, uh, what has happened since we gossip. last well, gossip? Well, the, there's two things I did that you weren't a party to. Okay. Um, craft night for the local kink, kinky craft group. Oh, yes. Second and fourth Wednesdays they meet. I uh, usually meet at the, what, Grand Traverse Pie Company? Yes. I, I had attended there once, and I was like... Food's yeah. okay. Group's okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's an excuse for crafting. It's near where I work, so yeah, it's a bit more of a, a drive for me, and yeah, you know, can't afford to eat out as often as I would like. So, so I went to that. Um, the group was you know smaller, not a lot of crafting. There was uh, some coloring books and evidence. Yes, but I got to uh, reconnect because there's a group that meets there that's not. It doesn't overlap as much with the munch group, mm-hmm. so I get to see people there that I don't see at the munches per se. They had been exiled to Denny's for a little bit because oh, nobody a, deserves that. Well, they had okay service except when it wasn't okay. It was comedically horrific to the extent. Let's get seated in the far end by the hostess. Have the waiter complain the entire goddamn night how far he has to walk because they're in the far end. Not their fault. That's where they're seated. And then on the way out, have the hostess accuse them of not paying for all their stuff. It's like, oh, there's, you know, stop you in the parking lot. It's like, there's things that weren't paid for. And it's like, we paid for our bills. And, well, I need to look them over while you stand in the rain. Yes. Because the waiter had forgotten to put a Sunday on someone's bill. And That ain't their fault. They paid the bill that was presented to them. Hey, that's exactly their thought. And I think they knew that the Sunday wasn't added, but the service had been so shitty that they're like... We don't maybe, want, maybe, maybe we don't want to wait the extra half yeah. an hour. Well, no, we don't want to wait the extra half an hour it's going to take to get this fixed because that's how <laughs> things are going tonight. <laughs> oh, and geez. so they, they're they like, nope, never again. So Okamo Stenny's, bad. don't go. <laughs> I've had reasonable service and, you know, Denny's quality food at the Delta Township Denny's. I'm sure they, it varies by management. Yeah. They're okay. Well, like I said, they mostly had had a good time up to that point. Is that night it was so horribly, like annoyingly bad. Ugh. I mean, I went to a Denny's, the one that's now gone in South Cedar, and they were hit with a bunch of people who were getting out of a movie and weren't ready for it, which is okay. We understand it, it that. Happens. Don't give us attitude because now you have people to deal with. That was that was their trouble. They're like, oh, we're so beset upon by you people, and they let us know, and it's like, okay. So um, that was, I mean, it was nice to see, uh, like I said, it meets, uh, the craft happens. Um, that has taught me to put my scarf in my car. so that Probably a good idea. So I, cause I, oh, <laughs> Wherever I'm at, my car is there. At home, at work, wherever, right. my car is with me. So I always can have that scarf with me to work whenever. 
And then uh, the other thing was the munch, the first Thursday munch. That mm-hmm. also was moving around. They used to meet at a sports bar that closed on them. Yeah, I, I was there when they were at that. Trippers, yeah. Yeah, at, at Trippers, sports bar slash. They had live entertainment there, too. And lots of poker. and yeah, It was interesting and... stuff. But the place now, it's they are not super happy with because the food's okay and the service is really lacking. Yeah. And they wanted to support it because it's a business they've done other things with. And they want it's a... It's the restaurant in a uh, hotel that they make use of for events. So they really want to support it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, it's probably going to move. Um, it was a good time. Um, I was like the, you know, the token gay again, <laughs> which it seems to be. It's like chicken and egg kind of thing. It's like, why aren't they gays at munches? Because there's not gays at munches. You know, so and then when it comes up that I'm gay, it's like, <laughs> to any straight listeners <laughs> for this podcast, when someone... Both you, of you. When you find out someone's gay... Yes, to be a good ally, just let it go. By not being a shitlord, you've shown that you are a good person and an ally. Don't be like, oh, you're gay? That's really good. Cool. That's good. Gay. Good. Yay, yay. It's like, I don't need your affirmation. No, the appropriate response is, oh, that's nice. And move on. (laughs) Or not even that sometimes. Or telling me about how many gay friends you have. Oh. I I don't give a shit unless they're hot and slutty and you're going to introduce me. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have tons of black friends. No. (laughs) You do not. You have some people in your life who probably tolerate you or keep you around for the horrible things you say so they can tell their friends. And Um, post about on black Twitter, which they know you'll never read. And then, um, or the other response is, I don't need to hear about your girlfriend, your wife, or how straight you are immediately. To which my usual response is, you know, it comes up, I'm gay. It's like, well, oh, well, that's good. But, you know, I'm straight. And my response is, so was I in college. (laughs) <laughs> which they get this really worried look on their face and it's like you should be worried now go away oh so i mean there wasn't too much of that the other extreme is sometimes they then they want to get really graphic about telling you what they do sexually and it's like are you just trying to tease me <laughs> but it was a good time um like i said uh, i ran to well actually i did run to a friend uh there's there is a monday night rope class that happens monthly okay. which i could never go to because i've always had a conflict just rearrange my schedule so that conflict has gone away so I can yeah. start going to it. Met the organizer there and she sounded happy that I had opened up my schedule. So it's like, yay, learning stuff and things like that. She well, also has a gay friend she wants me to meet. Well, it, at least she wants you to meet him. Well, because I guess he and I are very similar to each other in her mind. Like, we have similar mannerisms and outlooks. So I'm really curious. Is like, I want to meet this person to know how you see me. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's like, how this person views me is how... So I was like, that'll be an interesting mirror to... Uh... Watch. It'll be somebody you already know, like, from, say, Lansing Out. And you're like, you think I'm like him? Really? And then I have to think about that. It's like, okay, that's how I present to people. Got it. <laughs> Which I'm always curious about. I'm always curious about how... I come off to people. Yeah, so. well, as as long as you, you know, if you know the guy, as long as you don't think he's a complete jackass, then... In which case, I then either have to think of her less or then think of me less or somewhere in between. Yes. So, one of the things that I did without you mm-hmm. um, went out to Saugatuck. Ooh. It reminded me a lot of... The Tawasas, mm-hmm. only with a lot more money. <laughs> um, so actually, Sagatuck itself. The... Yes, yes, we actually did Sagatuck itself. Saw some lovely art. Mm-hmm. Ate some good food. Took a trip on the Chain Ferry. Okay, um, I've seen that, but never been on it. Which sounds kinkier than it actually is. Chain, I know <laughs> Chain Ferries. Oh, it sounds like something you'd see as a group in Pride. Yeah, but that that was kind of neat. So yeah, we took the the chain ferry across the river, and then we hiked out to Oval Beach, which we probably won't do again because that's a heck of a hike on a mm-hmm. very narrow road. And so I've, I've been told that if you go to Mount the Mountain Whatever Museum, mm-hmm. that that's a better walk to Oval Beach. Okay, it wasn't as gay as i was expecting mm-hmm. i mean it it's very much just a wonderful tourist trap mm-hmm. i did see one guy in a mr s t-shirt and the guy standing next to him and a step behind had a 
chain around his neck, and I might have made a, a snide comment that made them giggle. So, and I can't get my glasses clean. I will have to do this podcast without them because because of the way that you're backlit, mm-hmm. and it's just driving me <laughs> nuts. Our original plan was to stay at Camp It. They were sold out due to a music festival. Oh. Um, it's been so long since I've been there. I didn't even realize they had music now, but cool. Yeah, one, yeah. apparently the weekend before Labor Day, they have a gay and lesbian music festival. Oh. So, okay. Um, didn't get a chance to check it out. We just stayed mainly in in Saugatuck and, and just the one day because kind of do Saugatuck itself mm-hmm. in one day. And then the next day, it was just pissing down rain. And we looked at each other and said, <laughs> let's go back to Lansing. It's only 90 minutes. I did get to go to the dunes for... The resort. The the resort. Not the actual dunes made of sand. Well, I mean, there, there are dunes made of sand at Oval Beach. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, the, the dunes resort for their evening libations. They had go-go boys, which were... Okay. I mean, they were well built. I was going to say, if that's your thing, that'd be fine. But yeah, that doesn't I mean, seem that's your thing. Is no, smooth, no, svelte things gyrating and yeah, no, go go, yeah, go go boys just gyrating really aren't my thing. And I think one of the main reasons why is that the first gay bar I went to was called the Rainbow Room, which was a show bar. Mm-hmm. And they did, you know, cabaret strip tees, mm. and the the guys there, in addition to being muscular and well hung, were dancers. I mean, they knew how to move. The guy, the go go boys here. I mean, they had first they had a small area in which they mm. could work. They were basically standing on a box, so there's not a lot you can do other than wiggle to the beat. And it would be nice if they were wiggling to the beat. Oh, no. You had one job, child. One job. Oh. Cute, though. But, yeah, and, you know, Michigan liquor law says you, you can't flash your dick, so. Thanks, Michigan. But they had a um, cabaret singer, mm-hmm. and she was really good. Um, I do recommend that if you are at the Dunes, you check out the cabaret. Uh, what was her name? Did it... Uh, Nai... Naya, oh, it it was four syllables. Okay. Naya Anna, something, something like that. Um, she's probably listed on she, the entertainment. She, yeah, she the weekend before Labor Day. Yes, look for the pleasant black lady with the long braids. Okay, and so yeah, she so girl singer, piano, and a small drum set. Hmm. You know, doing hits of the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Did. Proud Mary as interpreted by Tina Turner, because of course you do. <laughs> but it it kind of had, because of the arrangements, it had a bit of the modern jukebox vibe to it. Okay. Because all you had was the piano and the drums mm-hmm. uh, and her, her voice. So that was fun and enjoyable. And I paid five seventy five plus tip for a bottle of beer. Well, Hopefully it was really good beer. It was Labatt's. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it, no, I mean, that's my that's my go-to beer. I mean, it, you know, it, it ain't Bud Light, but, I mean, jeez, I pay. I'd hate to think what the price would be for the kind of beers I normally pay $5 for, so I'd probably be like 12 or something oh, for God. KBS. Yeah. And I'd probably pay it for a KBS. <laughs> probably. So I do want to go back there next year. I'm What I'm thinking is that sometime next year, Near the beginning of the season, I'm going to look at Campit's schedule and find an event that speaks to me. Maybe leather, maybe a bear event, mm. something like that. And then as soon as reservations open, call them up and say, hey, can I get a sleeper cabin for this day? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, enjoy Campit and, yeah, I, and see more of Douglas, too. Because there's certain, yeah, uh, there's certain Lincolns that always do sell out for Campit. Traditionally, it's always been... Labor Day, uh, Memorial Day weekends, and then Mardi Gras when they do in August. Right. Those weekends are hugely busy and fill up. I guess they maybe some other weekends now that have become popular enough, like the music weekend. Right. And, so, and you know, I called them the day before we were scheduled to go out. And, I mean, they had rustic tent sites oh, left. Okay. But that would involve us having to buy 
a tent uh, and sleeping bags and cots and mosquito netting. Which sounds like you don't have. So Yeah, we don't have and we really don't have any place to store that here um, during the off season. So Well that's what so that was okay, if that was last weekend, yeah, um then that was me I was doing Pride then that weekend because that was land, well, Michigan Pride. Yeah, I heard that that was kind of disappointing. No, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, I'd heard they'd had some troubles. Basically, they got, I guess, in between the lines, there's a story about what all the shit they went through this year to try and pull it off. They went through a lot of shit and got dumped on by some, you know, businesses, organizations. I guess it's all spelled out in the article. I didn't read it. Because oh, well, for the full story, pick up a BTL. Well, for half the story. Well, I talked to one of the organizers. He's like, well, about half the article was right. And the right parts that weren't right, he couldn't say what they were. It sounds like there was just shenanigans going on. A lot of issues. Um, they were able to put it off, period. Um, that was in doubt. Because they had some trouble, I think, with some uh, of their organizers, like, being mm-hmm. too busy with other things like real, you know, other life stuff. I mean, they're volunteers, right. so things happen. Um, I think that hurt them. The location of it was, you know, they got dicked around on that, or you know, somehow. Um, and they've never been the most organized organization. You know, even the years that it gets pulled off and it's wonderful, there's always dropped balls. I mean, that that's just we've always known that to be. And it's like okay, but they still usually pull off a decent event. Um, there was no march. Uh, there was a rally that got rained on. Lara Lansing Association of Human Rights gathered up people to speak at it. Uh, they had Debbie Stabenow, so she was like, hey, someone big spoke, speaking. Um, other people... State, statewide politicians speaking at Pride. You know, the Lansing mayor, Virgil Bernaro, he talked. Um, you know, many, many... Yeah, they had many people. I think John Hoadley. So it was good. I was like an hour and 15 minutes. Someone had said, well, how was it? And I'm like, it only felt like I was standing there an hour. <laughs> um, it was, in the rain. In the rain. Um, I showed up because I'm like, I want to support this. I normally wouldn't go if it had been a sunny day and there had been a huge crowd. I'd be like, nope, they're fine. They don't need me. No, it was a rainy day. They needed They everybody. needed as many bodies as possible. A couple hundred. And then the festival itself was in Rio Town. Um, okay. It was smaller. Uh, There's food trucks. There was, you know, the, you know, gay... Pride fang, fag dang, what fag dangles? I call it the jewelry that's all rainbows and all that. Uh huh. I think I stole that term from AbFab. And then organizations. I stayed there a long time because I knew a friend was going to be working a booth at five, so I wanted to hang have a chance to hang with her. Mm-hmm. And I kept running into people I knew. Like oh, a lot of people good. were cycling through. Um, it rained till the afternoon. It let up, and then people showed up. So I mean, for what they, I think they had to go through. I thought it was decent. Yeah, it was, you know, if you're used to Prides of the Past where you just had crowds of people, mm-hmm. very underwhelming and be like, oh, sad. But considering what they had to work with, I think they pulled off something. I know they will never do it, but it almost feels like maybe they should just say Lansing Pride. There's a certain amount of pride, though, in having Michigan, Michigan Pride. Because it right. used to be the Pride of Michigan before all the individual cities started. Detroit doing. and Ferndale. and yep. Yeah. And I mean, and Kalamazoo, I mean, all these cities now have their own prides. Mm-hmm. And that's why they moved it to August from June, because June was packed for everybody. And like, well, we don't want to do this. And then, you know, leave other people in the dust, have them miss out on Michigan pride. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, I, I would be fine calling it Lansing pride and just having it be Lansing. Yeah. Call it Lansing pride. Move it to July, I think would be better rather than late August. I don't know. There's so much going on vacation-wise. And like, I don't know. It. I don't mind. It's whenever it happens. It, it When it happens, it happens. There's just too much gay stuff going on in June. Yeah, I mean, it, Neptune had suggested that we try and get a booth there, but, you know, looking at the timing of it... And the uh, rain. I, well, no, and no, this was back in June, I think, mm. but, I mean, I had already planned my vacation to Saugatuck that weekend, and you know, I couldn't get up and do it. And then nobody else stepped forward mm-hmm. for from Lansing Pups and Handlers to do it. And so that kind of fell by the wayside. Oh, well, maybe next year. Eh, unlikely. I just, do you think Pups and Handlers is organized enough to do that? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm on, I'm on organizations that are, you know, much bigger and, you know, have a longer history. And they aren't organized enough to do it. <laughs> well, it is something. That's why, that's why I can be 
you know, accepting of uh, Michigan Pride being disorganized because there's no organization I belong to that's organized. It would be something nice to do. Possibly, but then you'd have to have stuff. I mean, you have gigas at the table to hand out. You have to have more than Pony just a table. Those, so. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Well, or, yeah, I mean, it, it would be an effort, and we should probably start plan. If we're serious about it, we should mm-hmm. probably start planning. Now, because uh, you want stuff at the table. You want to have something, games or something. I mean, find someone who has a canopy. I mean, yeah, there's organizing. God, this yeah. is turning into like a committee meeting. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Stop, stop. Sorry, All right, let, let's move on to more fun things. Puppies in a bar. Drunk, first Friday. Drunken puppies in a bar. Drunken bicycling puppies in a bar. I wonder if they ever got home. They did. Good. But they also had a hard week. And so I think people people needed to let off steam. You know, yes. There's stuff going on. And I'm glad that people made it out who were kind of hemming and hawing whether it's worth to yeah. deal with people. And they, they did. So they, they did. Yeah, I did talk to the drunken cyclist puppies the next day. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, after about the first half mile, started sobering up rather quickly. Oh, yeah. So, that's good. And so, yeah, they were able to get back safely. Yay. But, I mean, yeah, S- some of them got really drunk. <laughs> and he said that he had had a half of a fifth of Fireball before coming to the bar. So, and that he's a cheap date anyway. <laughs> which I find hard to believe. Talked about physiologically, there's, you know, yeah, there's, you know, some people don't, doesn't take much alcohol to, you know, get them happy. I would not be able to, to get, I would not be able to balance on a bicycle after half a fifth of fireball. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, my body rejects it and I start throwing up way before I get messy. Yeah. My stomach is just not happy with, alcohol so i have my own physiological reasons but it's a nice you know safety valve (laughs) um before you got there pony was there and he talked about how he wants to do some form of fundraiser Mm -hmm. for may in may which is national masturbation month okay as some form of wankathon we're looking for Ideas of who do we give the money to? Mm-hmm. Uh, I said there's probably an AIDS charity here in Lansing that would love to take your money. And then what do you actually do and how do you raise money for it? I mean, it, it, you know, X amount of money per minute, per orgasm. How how do we want to organize the Wankathon? So that's something we may be thinking of for the next few months. And if listeners have any ideas on on a wankathon, send them in. I'll, I'll pass them along. But yeah, he he was really active in fundraising back in Portland and wants to start that up again. Oh, cool! So. Um, it's something again, again with the organizations I tend to belong to. None of us really have the acumen to pull off fundraising. So, so <laughs> you know, if there's people out there who can, it's like, hey, would you like to sit on these boards or at least these committees? We need ideas. Yeah, I mean. One of the first things that Pony and Bootpunk asked is if uh, Lansing Pups and Handlers has its 501c3 yet. And I'm like, we don't even collect dues. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no money there. This is just a, a social group. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the only money I collect is if I sell a patch. And, I mean, even then I'm only making back what i paid for him so well that and that's it too it's like you know what is the purpose of the organization yeah at this point it's pretty much socializing yeah um i you know i yeah i i do see that for organizations it's like well what are you about you know and uh sometimes you know being social is enough but i think yeah when you get a certain level of organization yes it's like how do you contribute to you know the community at large and i think you know you know like the you know i'm thinking a lot of the the pup groups um Leather community, mm-hmm. uh, the sisters of perpetual indulgence. Yes, you know they uh, tend to be very much about activism and you know fundraising to help others. You know it's more than just makeup and sequins or harnesses and being out in public and hey and having a good time. It's like you can do that right yeah. anytime. But if you're going to have an organization, have it mean something. Right, and you know I know several pup organizations that 
do fundraising for their local humane society. Yeah. And I know yeah. like conventions, usually many conventions, sci-fi conventions, furry cons, there usually is this charity that's involved and there's some fundraising, you know, opportunity that happens with that too. Yeah, I mean IML supports the leather archives. Mm-hmm. I know Claw is its own charitable foundation mm-hmm. that helps other um, AIDS uh, charities, I believe. So yeah. So, so first Friday, um, there's some new faces there. That, yes. I mean, people I'd met before and seen online, but first time at first Friday. Some people, you know, at least three people would come in at least an hour's distance. Uh, someone who I think drove like a couple hours to get there. Um, yeah, I think we had about a dozen. Yeah, we had about a dozen. Earlier in the evening, we had one local who was in a bar vest and uh, a leather kilt, oh. whose name I never actually caught, but he has been there. Okay before and you know i talked to him and said hey first friday wear your gear and oh i missed him totally so i missed a, yeah. at least a couple people then i caught the tail end of pony he was there when i showed up yeah. and then yeah he, i thought he had left for a cigarette or something and then he was just gone i was like oh and I, it just occurred to me today it's like oh he never came back <laughs> yeah no he 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 left and headed back and yeah but i think people generally had a good time i mean it was what it was is like hanging yeah. out socializing Look, yeah. Yeah, Loki took a look at um, a rubber cat suit and the possibility of buying it. Oh. And between myself and Veritas and Whiteout, we're like another convert to latex. <laughs> so, uh, and then last night uh, was Detroit Bondage Club. Yes, that's another thing that's just you because I'm bad at planning and. And had friends I'd been putting off for so long, and then they said, let's get together Friday. I'm like, I can't do Friday. That's first Friday, so I can't. Saturday, sure. And then like an hour later, got the email for DBC. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. And there's reasons I wanted to go, social reasons that turns out didn't make, I didn't yeah. have to worry about because the people I wanted to socialize with weren't there. So kind of worked out that way. But I hear I missed a pretty good time. Uh, it was a fun time. Yeah, a lot of the regulars were not there because they were at this large leather event known as Delta. It okay. is a leather run. I'm not sure who the organizer is, but it's something that I know that's been going on for a while. Spanking seemed to be the theme of the evening. Oh. Early in the evening, someone was on the St. Andrew's Cross, someone was on the spanking bench, and then someone was also getting spanked upstairs all at the same time. So <laughs> somehow that meme just hit and there was lots of spanking going on and i was asked to give a guy 55 wax mm-hmm. for his birthday i gave him 55 asked do you want to keep going and he was like yeah sure mm-hmm. and so i i kept going until he yellowed out and i'm like then just a couple more just to put a exclamation point on the end of it and so he'd feel it on the way home and mm-hmm. got to mummify sling bear again Mm -hmm. with the saran wrap and the duct tape this time did full body saran wrap uh even up over the head uh trick to that is when you wrap the head you have the subject open their mouth wide and then after one or two layers you poke your finger through to get a hold there and then open up for the mouth and nose okay and then yeah just did duct tape in strategic places over the eyes at each of the joints and then around the hole that I cut for the dick so that that hole wouldn't expand. Uh, and I actually gave Sling Bear two of his three orgasms that oh. night. So he had a really good night. I usually always have a good time. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking orgasms. Like, yeah, I don't ever come there, but I usually have a really good time. <laughs> yes. So the the gentleman last month who I fisted, who brought somebody new, mm-hmm. brought another two new guys. Oh, cool. Um, he topped one of them in a long, extended scene where he did several different things to him, including getting a good-sized sound up his dick. And I was like, damn, I wish that were me, tied down to the mm-hmm. table. And then, yeah, he hopped on the spanking bench. Mm-hmm. And I fisted him, which I, I haven't done to him in that position. And I was actually able to get in deeper on him when he was on his hands and knees on the bench. And, okay. and yeah, I was explaining basic fisting concepts to the other two guys. And Alfred and I said, hey, 
there's plenty of Crisco in, in gloves. You guys want to dive in? And they were like, no, thank you. <laughs> okay, you know, it's fisting is kind of like Marmite. It's not for everybody. No, some people actually like fisting. <laughs> Isn't Marmite just generally disgusting? I think <sighs> the people who like Marmite have just fooled themselves. It's like, it's like Coca-Cola. <laughs> think of what the actual flavor of Coca-Cola is. It's not pleasant, but we still find it pleasant or, you know, or refreshing. And no, it's not. Well, it's, it's incredibly sweet. And yeah. No, it's just the flavor profile, the cardamom and all the other things that might, you know, that secret formula. It's a weird flavor. Cola is a weird flavor. And, and the fact that it does taste good. It's like, how? And well, I mean, it, it acquire tastes. We learn. Well, yeah. And, but it's also, I can also see it kind of like a gin and tonic, right? To me, a shot of gin or a dry martini is disgusting. Oh, I love gin. But, you know, just pure gin, I'm not a fan of, right? It's like drinking an evergreen tree. Yeah. And, you know, tonic water by itself is bitter and unpleasant. But when you mix the two together and add a bit of lime juice, it's wonderful. See, that's just diluting the gin to me. <laughs> All right. You have a martini. I'll have a gin and tonic and, and we'll have a gay old time. So it sounds like so it sounds like a pretty good evening. I, yeah, I was yeah. worried that it might not, like I said, be, the fact that it was on a holiday weekend that, you know, people might not be there. But Different people okay. were there. There were several, several new people and one gentleman who is Polish with a lot of foreskin, uh, was there oh. for the first time in over a year. Oh. And he was very popular. <laughs> oh, cool. So, all right. So, that, that's been the past two weeks that we have prattled on about for a half hour. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so, let us then quickly move on to the expert section of the podcast the topic of course i have a monty python quote in my head for that it's like and then the oral sex, sex. <laughs> spankings and oral sex well we talked about spankings already but yes oral sex how to give a better blowjob and by this we do mean you know fellatio it's uh, because yes. we're gay men and we're yeah focused on cocks so it's going to be pretty much about mouths and cocks and not mouths and vaginas which is its own thing and i hope there's a podcast out there of two men going on about their mouths in or on vaginas but that's not ours no i i have absolutely no experience doing that you have a mm -hmm. little bit if Ex i recall experimented in college um, it was it, it's fine it's pleasant <laughs> i don't mind it but you you prefer the dick Nothing wrong with that. When I worked out this topic and was thinking about it, I was reminded back when I was in broadcasting school, somehow the topic got around to oral sex. And one of the women there, because I, I was out and proudly mm -hmm. flamboyantly gay, um, and one of the women asked, asked me, said, if I brought in a banana... Can you show me how to give a good blowjob? And I said, no, not on a banana. Because if you're just focused on the dick in a blowjob, you're doing it wrong. Because, yeah, your mouth is on the dick and you want that. But there's also the balls and the taint and the ass and the nipples and the whole rest of the body that your two hands can stimulate. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's my first tip to better blowjobs use your hand you know maybe you need to use one hand to choke up the the length of the dick mm -hmm. if you are if you're lucky and you have a well-hung partner and you know you want to be able to or if you just have an overly developed gag reflex like some of us yeah it's I've... like the less that's in you know more that's in your hand the less that's in your mouth right but you know, you can use the hand to jack off. Use the other hand, play with the balls, rub the asshole, work the nipples. Um, if if you've got really long arms, give them a little squeeze around well, the neck. But even before the technique, I mean, let's just get down to it. I mean, it almost makes me think there is a god who intelligently designed humans. The mouth is like the perfect thing for a penis. It's warm. It's wet. 
It's soft. It's smooth. It's like so wonderful. It's dexterous. I mean, yes, between lips and tongue. We oh, have yes. these muscles that can do incredible things. You can make a seal, you know, suction, uh, blowing, uh, just the act of, you know, making noises sends vibrations through. Mouths are these incredible things. And, but then on the downside, there's two things that make me think, okay, well, not intelligently designed. <laughs> Basically, teeth and gag reflexes. Yeah. Those are the things that get in the way. Teeth, no, no. It, 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 like, if humans had retractable teeth, I'd be at church right now knowing that there is a God and he wants us to be growing <laughs> each other. Because it'd be like, yep. But no, we don't. Uh, so the teeth kind of get in the way. Although I've had a couple blowjobs that didn't involve teeth. Bit of, you know, warning. If you can remove your teeth, either do it surreptitiously or give them fair warning. <laughs> don't surprise them in the middle of the act. It is, I found it off-putting. Others might not. Yes. No, I, I have had the pleasure of a full gum job, mm -hmm. and that was rather nice. Now, I do know some guys who are into CBT who mm -hmm. like getting oh. their dick chewed on, but I have yet to meet anybody who likes to have it scraped. Yeah, that rasping. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, that, there's that bit of maybe, you know, uh, feeling of threat you know mm -hmm. yeah i see i do it i'm catching myself you, you've given me points of what i do it it's like oh i do say that I'll, listeners do not know this but i say you know way too much which has to get edited out and i did not even realize that myself but now i'm overly aware I'll, don't worry i'll catch it all in the edit i'm I used to it i just need to i just need to hear probably a raw file at some point and then really be aware so I, I'm just I trying can, to make the editing an yeah. easier process. I can send you the raw file, but they're huge. Oh, where so, were so so uh, teeth. teeth teeth are yeah teeth. I don't think there's many people who like the feeling of teeth. So it's an extra thing you just have to keep out of the way. But the other beautiful thing is, oh my god, blowjobs are the easiest sex you can do because the only prep is for the blowers to get on their knees and open up. And the blow e blow no the person with the dick getting blown just has to unzip and pull it out. That's all you need to do. And then clean up. It's even easier. Um. One, one dick, yes. One <laughs> dick, the dick has a bit of spit on it. That's going to dry easily. And the person just swallows and maybe rinses out their mouth if they don't like the flavor. And boom, they're good to go. I mean, it's so fucking convenient. And and there's a reason why it's called the gay handshake. I know. No, even handshakes are probably uh, more complicated uh, in some respects. I've I've had very fraught handshakes because it turns into this thing of you know pressure and show how much of a man you are and yeah no anyway but no yeah blowjobs are just so goddamn convenient and most any position you can be sitting next to someone on a bus yes you know in a plane at a theater and just very casually. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, and in a rest stop, uh, anywhere, because um, fuck through, it through through a glory hole. In it. Yes. yes, I mean it's so so easy. So I yeah, I, I was just thinking in terms of like yeah, blowjobs are like just such a convenient way of sex. Okay, just ma maneuver yourself under that tall table at the Esquire and then bob away. Oh man, on the table. Yeah, that, maybe those, those well, tables uh, are way too big. Yeah. Those tables are more designed to have someone, you know, either laying on it or you know, and then basically act as a sling. <laughs> but no blowjobs. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just it's just so freaking convenient. It's a wonderful thing. Oh, unfortunately, it's a wonderful thing that I've only been brought off twice by blowjobs. Uh, one was my yeah. partner who was with me for five years, so he learned. The other one was someone I don't know if it was just the the the, the you know the. The stars were right or what, but he did a really, really good job. And it's like, thank you. And I was quite surprised and pleased. Yeah, I personally tend not to get off while being blown. But yeah. I love sucking dick. I love eating cum. It's, it's very it's intimate. I mean, delicious, high protein, <laughs> good for the skin. <laughs> I don't know about that. It depends on how you apply it. Um, yeah, nice beauty mask. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, but yeah. So, like I said, just the the act itself—it's just so fun and convenient that yeah, there's you know that yeah. 
it, it's I can see its popularity. <laughs> Another thing for giving better blowjobs is enthusiasm. <laughs> you you want to really be in it. I mean, I have been blown by guys who felt it was their duty to blow me. <laughs> and I could tell no. they weren't really into it. And, you know, after a few, you know, bobs where the heart wasn't in it, I'm like, you don't have to. No, you really. No, no I'll, I'll finish myself off later. Thanks. No, just, no, we're done. Go, I know, go, I know go. someone who was being blown by a straight guy at a party. And, you know, it's like you were saying straight. Well, you know. For some values of straight. Well, straight identified. Um, and, but maybe a two was, on the on the Kinsey scale. But I think he was really curious, and and my my the guy I knew was just like, oh, if a straight guy ever offers you a blowjob, just run far, run fast. This it was really, yeah. His technique was he had no technique, so that's why he's like, okay, probably a gay, straight guy because it was uncomfortable. It was not very good, and it's like, okay, this is just awkward, and I'm not even enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, each person has different things that, that gets them off, mm -hmm. and you want to provide gentle, corrective feedback to the person blowing you. When they're doing something right, you tell them that. It's working. Yeah, and you, keep doing they're, it. they're doing it right. You start moaning louder, and hopefully encourage them, and if you need to, you just grab onto the ears and <laughs> do it yourself or hair if they have hair well that's it too you know for someone who wants to dominate it's yeah the head's right there and you can just grab it although i know other guys who are like nope if you touch my head and try and do that it i'm gonna bite down and then the evening's over because <laughs> they just don't you know they're like yeah i'll blow you but just don't try and force it in my face yeah yes and and do realize that yeah, it doesn't take much to trigger a gag reflex. Um, and that's a quick way of ending a scene in a unfortunate manner. <laughs> so suddenly now it's no longer the convenient, you know, mess-free sex it was before. Yes. Oh, yeah, no that. But, no, and I I think the other wonderful thing about blowjobs is uh 69. It, the mm -hmm. mutual, you know, the mutuality of, you know, both of you doing it at the same time. Or and then I realized too it's like also, just the daisy chaining potential. Any number of guys, you can link them up into a just big blowjob circle. It's like, you know, I always wondered, what's the minimum number of guys you would need to have, like, a fuck circle? And it's like, just the mechanics of it all, you'd have to have a Ooh, lot of them. Yeah. And it would be tricky, and it, it's just that, and they'd have to be the right heights, and it's not going to happen. I've, I've seen in porn a... Fisting circle that I could understand. And, and yeah, there were arms can reach. Yeah, and there were twelve in that circle, and it, it it didn't last very long because you know one guy would twitch and the the twitch would kind of <laughs> go around the circle like the and, wave. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but yeah. so that I I can picture that. But yeah, fucking, it's like that'd be an engineering feat. That would be like Bravo Golf Club. But, you know, blowjobs, I mean, three, three fit together quite well, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, any number. So it's very, Lucky yeah, out three, four, as long as you've got a large enough soft surface yeah. to do it on. And yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, again, that's, but yeah, enthusiasm, that would be, uh, uh, the hands. Yeah. Knowing what to do with your hands, I think, cause you just have to kind of multitask. It's like, okay, I'm doing this with with my mouth but then um and the other thing is even straight you know straight guys like their blow jobs and i think there's a lot of straight men and who probably really are straight who are like okay i really am horny oh a mouth is a mouth mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's kind of like some, oh yeah i met those back in talos yeah. so some guys fancy of like you know doing a straight dude it's like well your best bet is blowing them <laughs> yeah no absolutely no they yeah and but you know the straight guys weren't as fulfilling because they when i was blowing a straight guy they didn't want my hands on them <laughs> anywhere i couldn't play with the balls for, forget about trying to <laughs> to finger the asshole and they have no idea that their nipples are wired so that's it and and you know so all right so what do i do with my hand well natural place is to put it on my own dick but i had several that just uh, we're like i don't want to see your dick 
just blow me. And I'm like, oh, all right, fine. Here. Here's this piece of plywood that I've drilled a hole in the middle. You stand there. Well, you know, Here, the, the, I've, 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 I've put, you know, I put play, you know, Playboy magazines, you know, in the slot in front of your face. There you go. Well, you know, the customer is always right and 20 mm-hmm. bucks is 20 bucks. But still, that then it becomes a blow job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, too. I, you know, like I said, I, people have tried to blow me to completion. I, I, I feel for them because, oh, my God, the way that their jaws must ache. It's like, dude. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Yeah, my, my dick's very particular about... I mean, I can get up and get off in a wide variety of situations, but it takes specific stimulation to get me off. But still, it's they're very... it's Blowjobs are appreciated. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Even if it's not going to bring you off, it's still Oh, no, nice. it's, it, yeah, it still feels good. I, mm-hmm. I still enjoy having a mouth on my dick. I mean, when I had Sling Bear wrapped up, I mean, I, I needed to distract him a little bit while I was you know, getting some stuff ready. So, because I could and I could reach everything, I just stuck my dick in his mouth. And I enjoyed that. He seemed to enjoy it. And um, the, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is um, there, you know, there are health risks because, you know, just like any kind of mm-hmm. close contact, you know, mouths, uh, lots of crevices, lots of ways for, you know, uh, either because of uh, flossing or dental work or you just had nachos and your mouth's all scratched up, possibility of for bloodborne vectors to, you know, be introduced. Right. Um, it's pretty, I think, freaking rare or unlikely to, you know, like at least HIV transmission. Yes, HIV transmission is extremely rare from oral sex. More common is one of the several strains of herpes mm-hmm. or... Gonorrhea and chlamydia will happily live in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. Do be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And if you are a sexually active person, even if you're in a monogamous relationship, you should, A, be honest with your doctor, and B, get regular oh, yes. screenings. You know, if you, if you blow people, uh, if, if you suck dick, and you get a sore throat, go to the doctor and let them know because, you know, even though the symptoms for strep and chlamydia in the throat are very similar, the treatment is quite, Mm -hmm. is different, the different strains of antibiotics. So you want to have that swab test done so that they can treat you effectively. Because I can remember, you know, being, you know, aware in the 80s of my own sexuality and of course you know aids was oh yeah there um you know lots of talk about you know even you know condoms for you know even oral sex and you know that was just yeah you wrap everything because i think also it wasn't quite known how easily or not you know it was you know like better safe than sorry right but honestly even though that was being touted as something to be done and you know dental dams and all that never really got used i mean so even if it had been a transmission rate uh, or a transmission vector, it's like no one really ever used it. So I just never saw much. Yeah, I mean, even when I'm in full-on latex fetish mode, Mm -hmm. blowing a condom-wrapped dick, no, not so much. No, but if you like that smell. Well, it was a tasted latex. It was the name of a fetish magazine that was popular. I know Because I know someone who had a poem published in it. Oh. He was out of the country at the time it was published, so his mother bought a, found and bought copies of it because you know he had those mom published. residuals. I know <laughs> it's like yay, and it's funny because his poem was published on a page that was a like a photograph of some guy having something done to him, mm-hmm. and the poem was over it, and it's like aw, so sweet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was something that existed. Um, yeah, but yeah, oral sex is like it's just it's just so damn easy. Yeah. <laughs> Treasure Island Media, one of my favorite porn producers, mm-hmm. they have shirts and hats that say, suck dick, save the world. Mm-hmm. That if more guys were getting blown, there would be less violence, less mm-hmm. aggression, less war. If yeah. every, if most sessions of the UN opened by, you know, everyone, you know, just form a nice big circle of, you know, sucking, and it's like, okay. Yeah, and I mean, and Dan Savage on his most recent episode of his podcast was saying one way for straight guys to have more sex mm-hmm. 
is to broaden the definition of what sex is. Include blowjobs mm -hmm. as part of sex. So, mm -hmm. yes, oral sex is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Be enthusiastic. Use your lips. Use your tongue. Ask your partner, you know, how do you like to get blown? Mm -hmm. And practice, practice, practice. Well, I mean, especially <laughs> because each person is going to have their own things that work for them. Right. So it's not, you know, it's not, there's not even skills that you can practice. I mean, there's some general ones, but that's what you have to communicate and figure out what is going to work uh, for pr your partner. Pra practice to build up your jaw strength. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That's what I mean, really. And also practice to get over your gag reflex. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you can train yourself to get over it. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a useful skill to be able to right. turn that but, off. But also, I mean, as I said, I give good blowjobs and I... I can't deep throat. I, mm -hmm. And, you know. I can't, I, can't, I can't for long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go, you don't have to bury your nose in their pubes on, on every downstroke. Sure, your throat is tighter than your mouth, but again, it's not, you don't have as much control over it. So, I mean, I use a lot of tongue and stimulate all sorts of areas. And, yeah, that's that's how I suck cock. And, <laughs> Yep. So yep. is that, are we ready for craft? I, I think we're ready for craft. So I need to grab one thing real quick. Okay. Because I don't have too much to really craft for. Uh, moving the scarf into the car was a big thing. So I was happy okay. about that. Yep. And the only other thing I really have to report is another reason I need to learn crochet. Because okay. I saw uh, Viking hats uh, for cats. I thought it was a pattern, but it was actually someone that... It's Etsy. And mm -hmm. it's just a fucking adorable. It's like this little cat with a Viking hat and the little slots for the ears to come out. And it looked like there was something dangling, so I didn't know if it was like a fake Viking braid or if they actually had strings that tied under the cat's head to keep the hat on. Because it looked like the cat was like a knit cap. and it was, So if you have a cat that's willing to put up with a hat, it's like, it looks so good because there's that um, video of Viking cats. Uh, Electric Six Gay Bar. Yes, 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 yes. And if you dig deep enough on YouTube, you eventually find the video that's animated Viking kittens. And like, so that's what I thought about. Yeah. So I did get around to Ooh. working the leather lace into a crochet. Mm -hmm. I basically did the start of how I make my crochet dicks. Okay. Oh, um, interesting. And that two yards of leather lace. Made this? Yeah. Made basically one and a half rounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, of that so it's much it, it's actually feels softer and more pliant than i would expect it to yeah but... it it was it was kind of difficult to work with mm -hmm. um i think part of that is i didn't have quite the right size hook okay um that i should have used one size bigger on the hook um especially considering you know just how big the loops ended up being if I could get the loop smaller, then I, I could get more stuff out of it. But I'm this, also this curious. Is, this is how it went. I'm also so. curious if you didn't start in the round, if you actually started chain. Because, you know, I'm picturing like, you know, a pouch for like a jock strap mm -hmm. would be, you know, I imagine that would be you'd start with a chain and make the kind of the sheet of it from that or. Yeah. Um, looking at the Crochet Empire jock strap that I have, I do see how it was built up and mm -hmm. and it is worked from it's worked from the bottom up okay and because it is much easier to do an increase and a lot of increases uh in, in a small spot than it is to decrease okay. yeah it actually has a pattern similar to the ripple afghan okay here because you've got kind of that v-shape to it Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing the ripple, you just had that one V and you work that up around and through. And so that leather lace was, was interesting. I do, I want to figure out a, a better use for it than, than what I made mm -hmm. and get more of it. They sell it on Amazon in much large, much longer um, rolls. I can almost see, you know, some sort of, lacy maybe talk to uh veritas about um you know a lace pattern uh for a choker i'm picturing something you know half mm -hmm. an inch to an inch wide some sort of woven pattern and have it you know the 
uh, you know, is more of a neck. Because I saw a young man who had little thin, like, black lace choker around his neck. And I kept having to look because, like, is that a tattoo or is that jewelry? And finally I asked because it was like, I was curious. And, yeah, it wasn't a tattoo. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's like, okay, so I could see something more substantial being woven out of that yeah. lacing. Yeah, and I, I could see doing that. I'd, I'd have to get the length right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah. I could see weaving, you know, beads or things into it, too, for mm-hmm. yeah. interesting colors. Uh and I could really do that with just uh, a chainless double crochet mm. foundation, and or also you know, you yeah, know, wristband, wristband, bicep band, mm-hmm. um, something like that. So, yeah, it was interesting to work with. I want to do more with it. Um, I like the idea of the yeah. feminists of you know lace, but then also the uh, the, butchness know, the butchness of leather. Of, yep. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's an interesting leather bobble that mm-hmm. I've got. I don't know, maybe I'll maybe I, I can use this as the head of the uh the dick that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm currently building. Might be able to get them to connect. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's a curiosity that cost me a few bucks and I got some experience working with with this leather lace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was fun. That was something. More more than I did hands on this you know, past two weeks. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you did get a few more rows of your scarf done. Nope. No? Oh. Well, you, I, I did you, just, you just remind yourself, I need to keep that in my car yeah, so I can I, get I, to I it. I simply yeah. moved it to the car. That's the only thing I've done. <laughs> uh, so, oh, so uh, I think you told me what the next possible topic is. Yes. So, and, we, and we could use assistance. Yes, we dear could. Dear listeners. I'm on a Facebook group and... He, the owner of that group has been interviewing title holders. And one of the questions that he always asks in the interview is, what was your first kink experience? So, listeners, what was your first kink experience? Send it to harryprone at gmail.com. If you want to share it with just us, let us know not to read it on the air. I, I do I do read over all emails before we go on the air. I, I don't do them blind. Or if you want us to not use your name, or you do want us to use your name. But we would like your stories, good, bad, hilariously awful, of your first kinky experience. And I mean, it's kind of different, because I was trying to think of my own, and it's like, I... But um, or I'm thinking also, wondering gateway experiences. Maybe mm-hmm. the first thing that you did that really just made you realize that you were into, you know, kink or a certain kind of kink. Because there's so, two there are, there's two very distinct things that happened to me that make me realize why I'm curious about or into a couple of things. And it's like, oh, yeah, I can. It's all based on yeah. that that interview I wrote read. And, or that book I saw. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so, yes, listeners, harryprone at gmail.com. Or if it fits in a tweet, at harryprone.com. That'd be a really short one. So, yeah, tell us about... Emoticons. Do it all in emoticons. <laughs> yeah, like like the uh, description of the plot of Dune, right? So, yeah, s- send us your first-time or gateway experiences. I'll be sharing some of mine. If I can think of mine, I'll, you know, I've got a couple of weeks to try and think, dredge the brain. Yes. We record these episodes Sundays at 2 p.m. So that would mean, if I can get my calendar up. Eastern Standard Time. Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that means our next scheduled recording session will be September 18th. The initial deadline for those put some time into it and we can share some stories about the first time and how we got interested in cool. these kinky things and i am in negotiations with whiteout latex enthusiast public uh performance enthusiast uh, about being able to uh record him and so that should be coming up soon as well On that note, we've run out of time again. 
Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sarah Arcane and Lance and Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.